And welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And it's December. It is December. What? Wow, it's really December. This year went by very fast. I feel like November was like a a half a second. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, November went super fast. Which is scary. I don't know why either. I was talking with someone that I work with, and Mm -hmm. she and I hadn't touched base in like two weeks. And then after those two weeks, we had a meeting, and she goes, I feel like someone drugged me. I feel like I just like wasn't even here the last two weeks. And I was like, same. It's so weird. It was like the middle of November just disappeared completely. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. Coming up on 2020. Oh, man. I love a good even number. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. 2020 sounds... I mean, in theory, I feel like I was excited about it because I'm like, oh, 2020, that sounds like the future. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, it's eh. a little crippling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I love even numbers, like for real. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, two is my favorite number. You know that. Mm, now you get two of I'm them. A, I'm obsessed with the number twos. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I've always wanted. <laughs> two twos. Can as you? a as a man who comes from the balance family, oh. this pleases me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Your name is so perfectly balanced yeah. too, because you have the two L's. Thank you. That's actually my my follow up joke when people they're like, "Oh, balance." I was like, "Yes, with two L's, mm. more balanced mm-hmm. than the normal one." I yes, love thank it. you. Thank you for noticing. I love it too. Yeah, it's great. My, my mom gave it to me, so good job, I appreciate mom. That. <laughs> yeah, she did it. Yeah, can you believe that we're, like, what, two weeks away from the rise of Skywalker? Is that is that how close we are? Is it two yeah. weeks? Yeah, it's two, it's like, oh let's my. see, we are it's recording like this on the It's like literally two weeks. Yeah. It's like two Yeah, weeks. literally two weeks, yeah, two weeks from today <clears throat> is the day Yikes. that it officially comes out. Yeah, I mean, that happened fast, didn't it? Dang. It's, it's really settling in now with all the, like, TV spots and all the press tours and all the interviews and the magazine covers and the merch like yep it's for real it is which is exciting which is exciting it gets me like pretty hyped i'm still a little bit indifferent about this movie but i am getting more and more excited for it as time goes on good and it's just kind of nuts it is i mean it's been kind of interesting i feel like the last like three months or something has been like this massive tidal wave of like, and Star Wars is coming. Yeah. Uh, so it's, ma- I think that's made the time go by so much quicker. Yeah. You know, like having the Mandalorian and the new books come out and all this other stuff. You're like, oh, okay, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Oh, episode nine's here. Yeah. You know, it was kind of smart, I feel like. I mean, in two weeks, we're going to be arguing with each other about a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, that is 100% true. Wow. We haven't even seen it. We know. That's just, that's what they, that's what the people are here for. Mm-hmm. Let's let's argue about something. What do you want to argue about today? The color of the sky. <laughs> okay, done. Um, right. Actually, you know what? It's been horrible weather here <laughs> in L.A., which I didn't know was. Brian, possible. you're in L.A. I'm in L.A. Yes. <laughs> Why are let's you in my... L.A.? Uh, you know, I just felt like coming here. Um, and it's been raining and it's been cold, and I didn't know L.A. could do either of those things. That's amazing and... because when I lived in Los Angeles, I saw it rain once, and it rained for maybe what? 14 seconds. It rained literally all day yesterday. That's great like, though because that it is will great help because it was on fire with the fires. Yeah, 
Yeah. When I, I mean, not complaining about it because they need it. Yeah. But I'm also complaining about it because LA Well, because it's unexpected. You probably weather. packed for beautiful, sunshiny weather and you're just like, yo, what that up? Is a fact. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was. The, the one year I lived there, yep, it only rained once the entire year and it was for like a half a second. And there were so many fires, so, so, so many fires. So the fact that it's raining there makes me really happy. Yeah, it's raining here. It rained all day yesterday. How cold is it? I haven't been it? outside yet. Cold. It's like low 50s. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, cold. what happened here? Last time I was here was seven years ago, and it was actually perfect weather. People say Florida has perfect weather, but it doesn't because it has the 100% humidity on top of it. Yeah. And that takes away the perfect score. Yeah. Here, it's like Florida weather minus the humidity. So I was like, oh, man, can't wait to go back. This is going to be awesome. Get here. It's super cold. Next day, it rains the entire day, and it's super cold on top of that. Yeah. And all I've got is a hoodie, so like I'm just soaking that. Right. Because what are you going to do? Like, what is what is happening? What's going on here? I was in Texas a couple weeks ago, and there was a breakfast place within like 10 minutes walking distance from my hotel. So every nice. morning, <clears throat> every morning, I walked over there to get breakfast. And one day, um, like it was beautiful the entire time I was there, but one morning it was a little cloudy and a little muggy and pretty humid. And here in Seattle, it rains all the time. But to me, it I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel very humid. I'm sure it is, but it's not mm -hmm. like Florida humidity. Um, Nothing is. But one morning when I walked to that breakfast place, it was like really humid. And I was pouring sweat i was dying and it wasn't hot it was Welcome cool back. but it was humid and i texted my husband and i was like i am the biggest wimp now like i have been away from florida for too long this is horrible and then i like got into the breakfast place and i'm literally like soaking wet from my own sweat and i'm just like looking at everybody who looks normal and i'm just like oh my god this is horrible they're all in cowboy hats looking at you weird it was actually like Everybody there was very much like people are in Seattle, which was cool. But So like fashionable hipster cowboy hats? Or? <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> I only saw one cowboy hat and there it was because uh, a cop pulled someone over on the highway and the guy got out of his car and he was like a real sheriff. Like what? The cop had a cowboy hat? Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. He looked very sharp. You got any idea how fast you were going? Pretty much. Like, that's what he looked like. I'm pretty sure he had cowboy boots on, too. That's amazing. If you looked really close, he had spurs as well. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, he had a Rains. really great hat, though. <laughs> Reins attached to his steering wheel. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, why are you in L.A., Brian? Uh, So I am here on behalf of uh, our buddies at the Force Cast. Um, they needed a guy to come to this press event. Uh, and everybody else said no, so I have no shame, and I was like, I'll do it. And so, yeah, I'm here for the the episode nine press junket. How was it? Did you have a great time? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really neat. I mean, I've never done anything like this. I am not a journalist um, at all. I just don't operate that way, as you know, because uh, you were oh my God. <laughs> yelling I was... at me to live tweet. I'm still ticked <laughs> off at you. I was, I was talking to Ryan about it, and he's like, Savannah... <laughs> Savannah texted me. He's like, "Did you tell him to live tweet?" And he goes, "No, I told him to tweet as much or as little as he wants." So I took a bunch of pictures beforehand, and I was and I texted Ryan. I was like, "I took pictures. I'll tweet about it later on." He's like, "All right, cool." So boom, I got to do things my own way, which is the way to go, because 
other people were like watching the panel through their phone. Like Adam Driver is 40 feet from me. I'm not going to look at him through my phone. I get that. I get that. You shouldn't have to, but you know, yeah. multitaskers can handle that. I can't. So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even try. Oh, I was my. like, nope. I know my capability. So I had a really good time at the panel. I paid attention. I got to hang out with Josh Horowitz for like an hour, and that was awesome. He's fantastic. Um, I got to meet James Burns, who's mm, another- uh, I love him. He, Dude, he's the best. He's like the sweetest human being in the whole entire planet. Like He really is. Every time so I, I see like, him at Celebration, I like run over to him and give him a hug, and he's just like always so, 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 so sweet. Even when he's in a hurry, he's like he makes time to like chat f- for a minute or two. Agreed. He's the best. So and he knows everybody. Yeah. And I, I, I'd never met him. So he, he he found me when we were like looking at the merchandise and stuff. I love his and accent. Like, dude, what's up? He's cool. I, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's Good really dude. great. So the panel, the panel was really cool because it was like, you know, 15 people. It was crazy. Literally everyone was there except for Mark Hamill and Donald Gleason. They got, they got Adam Driver to go. Which apparently is like a really big deal because he doesn't do these things. Well, he's always super busy too. Like he's always like he was in a play. He was in a marriage story. He's like always Mm. so busy working. So it's like yep, the stars have to align in order for him to be available for something like that. Yep. And I'm assuming he wasn't able to like not do it this time because that was something that I remember... I th- it was Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, when episode seven came out, either right before episode seven or episode eight, he like booked his schedule full on purpose so that he wouldn't have to do a lot of the press. And I was like, smart man. Yeah. Smart man. But Adam Driver was there, which was like the big pull. You know what Did I mean? Did he talk a lot? No, he answered one question. And the question he couldn't even ask, or he couldn't even answer, because uh, Ava... Uh, What's, how do you pronounce her last name? Duvernay? I can't remember how to say her last name, but she's I think amazing. It, I think it's Duvernay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great. She's awesome. Um, and so none of us knew who was going to moderate the panel beforehand. Because, uh, you know, we're like, I don't know who's going to do it. I was like, maybe Ash, you know, because she's mm-hmm. like the go-to. But then I forgot that she's at Galaxy's Edge mm. doing that, doing the ride coverage yeah. probably. Um, so when that's Ava great, came out. We were, that's a great uh, panel moderator, though, for Ava she's, to do that. She's the yeah, I totally agree. It was funny because when she came out, she's like, you never know who's a Star Wars fan. And we're like, oh, it's yeah. Ava. I think Mindy, didn't Mindy Kaling do the Last Jedi one? She did one of the recent. She did one of them, yes. And she's great too. So that's awesome. Yep. And so, yeah, Ava killed it. She was awesome. And she's like, I guess she was with the cast who saw the movie the night before. Mm-hmm. So she was like, how about this? How about this? How about this? And like one of the que- the questions she asked Adam, which you'll be able to hear the audio on the Force Cast, um, it was something like, "When you are playing uh, Kylo Ren, are you keeping in mind the Ben Solo history, or are you playing him as Kylo Ren, or blah blah blah?" And like, how how do you play this character? And Adam just turned the mic toward JJ. Well, you know, she like, asked he- him like, "Is he Ben Solo or Kylo Ren?" Like, right, right. And he was like, "Well, I mean, kind of." Both. And like, he gave a great answer that was like, "A person is the accumulation of their experiences." Yeah. So it's like technically, <clears throat> he's Ben Solo in the sense that the body is was born Ben Solo, but like mentally, he's pretty set on Kylo Ren at the moment. Yeah. You know, so like it was a great answer, but that was the only question that he answered. Everyone kind of got their own moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were, I want to say, two or three questions asked by the audience. 
cool. uh, afterwards. Nice. Yeah. And then you had the round table. Then had the round table. So that got kind of stressful because uh, I guess not everybody got the round table. Like, I didn't know that. It's like there's a bunch of different outlets that had the panel that got to go to that, the the press conference thing. Mm-hmm. And then certain people got the round table. I knew that. I Well, okay. Again, I don't even know that it was a global event. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> and, and so they went from the panel to do on-camera interviews. And so the itinerary had us, like, the panel was going to be from 10 to 10.45. The roundtable was going to be from 10.50 to 11.15. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Panel panel didn't start till 10.30. It ended at, like, 11-something. And then they went to the camera interviews, mm. which took forever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where to go. And I, I, I got kind of stressed out because this was, like, the big thing Ryan wanted for me. He was like, we need the audio from the roundtable because not everyone's going to have that. Right. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And so I'm like paranoid that I'm going to miss it because I was like, I don't know where to go. What do I do? Um, so I go back to hospitality and I was like, hey, what do I do? And she goes, all right, you just wait around and uh, we'll come and get you. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So then my buddy Paul McHugh, previous guest of the Interesting Podcast, also a correspondent, fan of the tracks and a true Scotsman. He's awesome. Uh, anyway, so he texts me. He's like, some lady with a clipboard uh, took me to this elevator and brought me to a room. I was like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh, no. What do I do? So I walked up to the desk to a different girl, and I was like, hey, um, where do we go for the, the roundtable things? I was told that, like, we got to go somewhere. She's like, oh, hold on. We're going to go this way. So she brings me to this room. It says film round, filmmaker roundtables. It's ballroom B, I think. I walked in. She goes, it's right in there. I was like, all right. So I get in there. There's nobody there. And I was like, huh, this isn't good. And it's just an empty room. And I'm just looking around. I wait there for a few minutes. And I was like, um... I text Paul. I was like, I'm in ballroom B. And he's like, stay there. We're being led there now. I was Mm. like, okay. So I waited there for another like 10 minutes. Nobody came. I was like, what is going on? I should not be here. Uh, And then Paul was like, come back to hospitality. I was like, all right, cool. So I go back to hospitality. And hospitality is this like area that has a bunch of merchandise that's coming out. Uh, In the next few weeks, it had a replica of the emperor's throne. Assumedly that that's his throne. Um in episode nine, they had a bu- they had Dark Ray's saber, which was probably my favorite thing there. It was really cool. That's cool that Different they had headphones. that. Yeah, and it was like super heavy, and it flicks out and stuff, and I got to try it, so that was neat. They had food and pictures, and you could get shirts made and stuff like that. It was cool. Nice. Um, so I'm hanging out there, and I'm like, again, I'm like, I can't miss this. I can't miss this because, you know, you know my luck. Like, <laughs> I'd be sitting there waiting, and they'd be like, all right, round tables are over. And I'd be like, uh, what? But luckily... I was hanging out there, and then some woman came up. She's like, are you Brian Balance? I was like, yes. She goes, okay, come with me. I was like, all right, cool. So she took me back to Ballroom B, <laughs> where I was, and I had to wait like another 45 minutes or so because there were a previous roundtable in there, and then they came and got us, and we got to do the roundtable, um, which ended up being kind of cool because they had us at this like long table, and then the publicist said they were going to set them at the end. So the roundtable was with Chris Terrio and Michelle Ridgewan. She's one of the producers. He's one of the writers. And uh, she's like, we're going to set them at the end. I was like, all right. So the ju- the other journalists, or the journalist, the journalists, because I'm not one of them, uh, sat closer to the end, and then I sat in the middle. And then when Chris and Michelle came in, they're like, I want to sit toward the middle because it's more intimate. And I was like, oh, sweet. So they sat right across from me, uh, which was nice. So when they answered the questions, we were like eye contact, and it was cool. Um, but they're super nice. They're really, really nice and good people. And, like, 
genuinely care about the franchise and like they they understand the undertaking and they also are genuinely trying their best uh to sort of wrap it up well it's kind of neat and this was a humongous deal because chris terrio has not really done any press yet and he's been very under the radar the entire time this movie has been being made and yep. for him to do a round table was such a big deal because he's such a wealth of knowledge he wrote this movie and this far he really hasn't done interviews press events yep. so this was a big deal he should because he's he's really good at it like he he gave great answers and like there were there were a few questions that were asked that I was like well there's no way he's going to be able to answer that and like there was one question in particular that he was like well I mean the movie will explain that mm. and then he talked about different things and like different directors bringing different tastes to things and whatnot and how to tie it up and coming off of episode eight and like different things. And it was pretty interesting. One thing that he said, uh, which again, this audio will be on the force cast. Um, one thing that he said that I thought was pretty interesting was how each director has their own interests mm -hmm. and they can kind of choose what threads they want to explore. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the examples that one of the other journalists was like, Oh, like this. And he goes, that is an example um, he mentioned it's a good thing that JJ came back because JJ is the one that set all these dominoes in motion to begin with. So he kind of started the story. So he'll be able to end the story using threads from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that he talked about was uh, from seven to eight, how Ryan Johnson was more interested in like the characters and their inner struggles and like, you know, Luke and stuff like that. And the reason behind that, he wasn't super interested in the Knights of Ren. Mm hmm. Which is why they weren't in episode eight. Right. He said, but JJ introduced them and he's very interested in them. Therefore, they will be addressed in a part of episode nine. Hmm. So I was like, oh, so I never thought about that. Like how much, I mean, it just goes to show how much creative freedom they have. Right. From a story aspect, you know. And he talked about the process and how he did that. And like, it was, it was cool. Nice. Like I said, they're great. They're, they were great people. I, I really enjoyed them a lot. Speaking of our friends at the Force Cast, Ryan yeah. from the Force Cast um, was at Disney World in Florida for the opening of Rise of the Resistance, which is the new ride for Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Um, and I have been very anxious to hear about this ride because I had heard a little while ago that the ride had like a drop in it. And I was like, oh, no, there's a drop in it. I don't like drops. I'm not going to be able to do this ride. So obviously I had to watch a full ride through of the ride. <laughs> I think I could totally you do it. spoiled the ride for yourself? Yeah, but I don't. That stuff doesn't bother me. I know some people okay. like I know Charlotte for sure, like is not going to watch a ride through video, which is fine. But mm -hmm. I... I'm too eager. Like even before I went to Galaxy's Edge, like I knew everything that was there and I knew about everything that I was going to see. And then when I went there, okay. I was like, oh, cool. That's the thing I know about. And it was uh -huh. great. Like it was fine. It didn't take away from my experience at all. Um, okay. But I, I've been very interested in this ride because everyone has been hyping up how it's like such a technological feat and how it's like the best thing they've ever made. And some of the stuff yeah. that's in the ride is just like really amazing. So I'm excited to experience it for myself. I don't know when I'll be able to go, mm -hmm. um, but eventually I'll go and I'll ride it. And I'm very excited to do that. Um, I hope one day they're able to do like a Star Wars roller coaster, though. Like I love Disney roller coasters because I can't do like big girl roller coasters. 
<laughs> like at Universal, you know, like the Hulk and, and whatnot. Right. I can't do roller coasters like that. So the Disney ones are like my ultimate um, thrill level. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. And I right. want a Star Wars version of that because sometimes they retheme um, Space Mountain in Disneyland to Hyperspace Mountain. And so there's like Star Wars music playing right. and it's just like, it's so awesome. And I want something like that eventually in Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if they have the space to build another ride, but it'd be really cool. Okay. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, they picked the right guy for that job. Ryan is great at that live tweeting stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he sure is. I'm- I'm not a social media guy. Everyone knows this. I'm terrible at it. And luckily, Ryan knew that when sending me out here. So you get what you you get what you asked for. Yeah, you sure do. Um (laughs) (laughs) And you and you got a little you got a little message thing. That was nice of him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan saw Ashley at uh, Galaxy's Edge and he tried to get her to tell me that I suck and she did not. And she said, I love you, Savannah. And then I texted her and I was like, thanks for not telling me I suck. And she said, I said, I love you. Did you watch the video? I said, yes, Ashley, I watched the video. Don't worry. I know you wouldn't say that to me. So that was really sweet. That was very sweet. Let's talk about baby Yoda. Let's do it. I call him Yoda baby. Yeah, that's fine. I call him Baby Yoda, yep. and um, Charlotte and Caitlin and I we call him Baby Yanny. <laughs> I yep, I've I've heard the Baby Yanny episodes. Yep. Um. So we recapped the first episode of The Mandalorian, and yep. we have not recapped any since. So today we're going to talk about okay. episodes two, three, and four, which makes up the entire first half of the season, which is nuts. Like. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. What? I'm so sad. I'm scared to get to the end because I know I'm going to have this giant hole in my heart. And (laughs) the Clone Wars will fill that in February. But for the entire month of January, I'm going to have a hole in my heart. Yeah. Well, hopefully episode nine fills that hole. Maybe. That would be great. I like your optimism. Look at this. (laughs) I was going to say something that was totally backhanded after that, but I'll not do that now. I knew you were. That's why I jumped in. I know you so well that I can tell when the second hand is coming. I think there are things in episode nine that will absolutely fill part of the hole in my heart. For the entire okay. hole, we'll just have to wait and see. That's true. That's true. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, where do we begin? So we'll start with episode two, titled yes. The Child. The Child. Whom we love. Whom we love. So you... Now, oh, go ahead. Do you want to, are we doing a usual recap where we just talk about everything that happened or are we doing highlights and how, how do you want to do this? However you want. I think we should just like, because there's so much to talk about. Um, Good point. I don't think I'm able to even recall every little detail in the episode. I've only watched some of these episodes once. Um, mm-hmm. So I need to watch them again to like really dive in. Um, let's see. Let's see how good my Star Wars memory is. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, first of all, okay, so you saw episodes two and three before any of us, and then you had to hold in that knowledge for like two weeks. That's true. That's a that long I did. time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, because I, I, I texted you right when I left the screening, because yeah. I, I got to go to one of those pre-screening things. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Tracy Kenobio. And I remember telling you, I was like, they get better and better every episode, which I didn't think was possible because of how good the first episode was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, seeing Star Wars on the big screen definitely colors it a certain way. 
Um, but yeah, it was a uh, the third episode was the hardest one to keep uh, to keep that a one has so sec- much going on in it. That's my favorite of the four. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it, which we'll get to. But yeah, I had uh, I had to sit on this for a little bit because if you remember, if you go back and listen to the first episode that we recapped. I'm pretty good at keeping secrets. Yeah, I know. You were like, I, I thought about this after I saw episode two. You were like, oh, by the way, we're totally going to talk about spoilers here. So if you haven't seen these episodes, don't listen to this episode. Um, yep. In the first recap, you were like, oh, I wonder if like Baby Yoda can like use the force. And I was like, he's totally going to use the force. Meanwhile, yep. you knew that he was totally going to use the force. I did. Yeah. It's like I've practiced with NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at the secrets. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty big moment. Yeah, I'm glad but, you didn't even be like, oh, I guess we'll see, because I'll be like, yeah, no, I know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so anti spoiler. Yeah, you know that. I know it's that. Like one of the one of the few things I will get like crazy about mm-hmm. is like I want the full experience, and spoiling it for me totally takes away that moment because like I'm not surprised mm-hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? And like that surprise is like what I live for. So yeah, secrets. okay. So episode two, <laughs> episode two starts oh with a really cool lizard creature, which I like a lot because you know I love creatures and aliens. This episode literally felt like, and I and several people have said this to me as well, which is so cool that so many people think of it this way. This episode mm-hmm. felt like the way John and Dave talk about the Mandalorian in the sense of like, oh, it's like we took all of our action figures out and played with them, you know. Like I agree. with the Jawas and the Sandcrawler and like Baby Yoda doing Trandoshan the Force, Trandoshans and the and it's oh, I yeah, love it. It's really good. So the Mandalorian basically is like just cruising around with Baby Yoda and Baby Yoda's in his little pod and yep. I'm trying to figure out how the pod follows him. It's I think it's connected to like his wrist communicator because <gasps> oh. when the Mudhorn later on tries to attack him, he presses buttons and moves his arm and then it oh. moves the carrier. Sense. Yeah, this this episode is probably uh, I, well. I don't know if I believe this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It it's probably my favorite one from a directing standpoint because there were things that Rick Fumiyua is that how you say it? I'm, Rick, I'm that terrible guy? with pronunciation. Yeah, well, he killed it. Yeah, in this one, like I love the way that he shot the sequences. I love the way that he shot the scenes. There's a part when he's looking around and you see the Trandoshans jump the cliffs on the reflection of his helmet. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, in the theater, I was like, oh, what? Uh, like, it's I would just love so to watch cool. this in the theater. I did, and it was incredible. Uh, that's amazing. Star Wars is meant to be seen on the big screen. Yes. It is rare to have the experience. I'm incredibly grateful. Uh, but man, seeing seeing it on the big screen was crazy. But that that shot specifically... Uh, not everybody picked up on, mm-hmm. which was even cooler because you're like, oh man, it's so subtle. I you think, know? I feel like whenever, this doesn't happen if I'm on Netflix or any other streaming service, but when I'm using Disney Plus, I feel like my TV looks really dark. I don't know why. And Ooh. I think I need to play with the settings a little bit because when I watch other shows and whatnot, not on Disney Plus, I have like the lights on in the living room and all that and it's fine. But when I watch The Mandalorian, I feel like I have to turn off all the lights in the house so I can see the TV really well. And I think mm-hmm. I've missed little things because I don't know. My husband doesn't think it's dark, but to me it, it looks a little dark and I didn't see that at all. Um, So maybe I need to just watch it again, but. It's really cool. 
It's and it's so quick. Like there's not even sound to it. It's just quick. And then they they show up, he fights them. We get to see him disintegrate somebody. Yes. Which is like what we've always wanted from a Mandalorian. Remember how you say like Cad Bane is what everyone thinks Boba Fett is? Yeah. That's how I feel about the Mandalorian. The The Mandalorian's like not as cool as Cad Bane, let's be real. He doesn't have a hat or the voice. He doesn't have a hat. And he's easily defeated by creatures, which we've seen. That is true. Um, but is it's more so human. cool to see him use all his gadgets finally. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I talk about that all the time. I was like, he uses everything all the time. I love it. He uses a flamethrower. He uses his knife. He uses the whistling birds later on. I wonder if he he'll uses... get a rocket firing jetpack at some point. I'll bet he does. Oh, my God. I'll bet he does. He, he definitely gets a jetpack. We've seen it in the trailer. Oh, I need to go back and watch the trailer. I haven't watched it um, since before the show started. There's a scene so. where uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in a TIE fighter and he's flying. Oh. And then you see the Mandalorian shoot real quick on his jetpack and land oh. on top of the TIE fighter. What? What? Yeah. I don't remember that yeah. at all. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Because mm. I remember everything Star That's Wars. That's not true. You always it say I have the memory. Yeah. For everything other than Star Wars. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I use all my brain power to remember Qui-Gon Jinn facts. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Which, you know, has served me pretty well. Yep. Uh. So, yeah, he goes, fights these Trandoshans. They walk a really long time. They make it back to the Razor Crest, which, by the way, I really like the design of the Razor Crest. I do, too. I like how shiny it is, too. It's super shiny. It's got a carbon freezing chamber in it, which is super cool. And, like, I don't know. It just feels like old school Star Wars, the design of it. It's bulky with the two two engines on either side. Like, I just really like it. I like the bulky aspect, too, because I picture... Like when I was a kid, I had a replica toy, not a replica toy, a toy of a the, toy. <laughs> of a replica the, of a toy. Yeah. Of the <laughs> Naboo Starfighter, which is an amazing oh, yeah. ship, of course. But it's when you're playing favorite. with it, it's like, to me, a little bit awkward to hold. And I okay. feel like if I had a toy of the Razor Crest, I'd be like grabbing onto that sucker and just be like flying yeah. around the house with it. And ugh, I love yeah. it. I love that they brought Mr. Um, how do you say his name? Quill? Quill? I had someone from Lucasfilm clarify the Ugnaught's so name. I believe it's, it's Quill. Yeah, it's like K U I I L. Yeah, Quill. It's Quill. Quill. I said Cooley, which is totally wrong. Yeah, that's why I had the guy I put, clarify because I was like, I don't yeah. know if that's how you say it. And then he said it's, it's not. Quill. Quill. I love Quill, and I love that they Quill's brought him awesome. back. Old Nick Nolte Ugnaught. I hope uh, he comes back towards the end of the season too because if if that was like his only appearance i'm gonna be pretty upset i think it'd be pretty cool if he like i don't know sent the mando like a transmission be like i've heard something on the line like it'd be cool i love him i like him too i've spoken but yeah he so he uh they go back to the razor crest and see that it's been scrapped by jawas uh which is interesting because that's another thing like i didn't know that jawas were outside of tatooine Mm -hmm. per se it um, makes sense though, because the planet is very similar in climate and whatnot. It's not like they're makes on like, a rainy sense. planet, so that's cool. Yep. And Jawas, I mean, they travel. Jawas are smart. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they they scrap them, and he just start, he just starts blasting them. He disintegrates like five of them. I was like, good lord, this guy is a Mandalorian. Yeah, that's for sure. Um. I and then this whole sequence with the sand crawler, I thought was like old school, like Indiana Jones style. You know, like getting to, like two steps forward, one step back mm-hmm. kind of sequence, you know? Yeah. 
and they're like chucking stuff at his head while he's trying to climb up and then he makes it to the top and they just blast him i was like oh this is this is awesome yeah this is star wars man you know it's got the fun back in it the the only thing i didn't particularly love about this episode is i felt when the mandalorian was like climbing on the sand crawler and stuff i felt like that sequence was just a little too long that's fair. And then overall, the episode was only 30 minutes, and it definitely felt like it was 30 minutes. When it was over, like, Sean and I looked at each other, and we were like, that was it? That was so fast. And then I didn't yeah, realize I until recently that the episode was was actually shorter. I didn't realize yep. that originally. And that's kind of a bummer. I get why they do it, and I think that the story was told fine in the amount of time that they needed. Yep. But I was like, mm, I want more Baby Yoda. That's kind of my favorite thing about uh, the format of the show is like every episode is a different length yeah. because the episodes are as long as they need to be. Exactly. I like that a lot. It's like, to me, that kind of shows respect to the audience because you're like, we're, well, we, you're not we're putting not fluff fill. in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. We're not just going to fill time for the sake of filling time. We're going to tell the story and however long it takes is how long it takes. I'm like, right. thank you. You know, Black Mirror is a show that I've been obsessed with lately, Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. Every episode is a different time, because it's like the stories are how long they need to be. Right. I like that, too, and I didn't know it was going to be like that when the show started, but it's pretty great. I agree. But yeah, I was like, oh, I want want more. I know. It's okay. I know. They just need to stream 10 minutes at the end of that episode of Baby Yoda just chilling. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, we see him eat a frog for the first time, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then he goes back to Queel? Queel, yep. Queel, okay, Queel. Okay, that's going to take a while to stick. Yeah. Queel, and he goes back and he's like, hey, so I'm kind of stuck, and he's like, nah, we could figure it out. And he, he, I again, I like that the Mandalorian has like a temper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just kind of fits. I, you know, I like that a lot. I loved it when he was with the Jawas and like shot yeah, his flamethrower I mean. at them. That We were laughing so hard at that. I thought it was great. I love his attitude. Same, same. Yeah, it's like, you need to get rid of your weapons. He's like, I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. Yeah. You're like, oh, snap. All right. And when Baby awesome. Yoda was like in the little cart and was like, not not the pod, yeah. but like the little, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, get away from him. Like the trailer yep. thing. Ugh. Yeah, he's a cute little guy, isn't he? I, th- this was the first episode where I was like, oh, that's actually a puppet. Because remember in the first one, I yep. thought it was CGI, and then Charlotte said it was a puppet. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even yep. think of that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally like a mix of the two, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then in episode two, I was like, oh, my gosh, it is a puppet. Yep. Which is awesome. Yep. I was always team puppet. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. It doesn't surprise me. It's just amazing that they actually that did it. Yeah, and it looks so good. I agree. Even like when he picks up the baby, I'm just like, I know. <gasps> <laughs> I love when he picks it up because you see how small he is. I know. Like, it's a tiny it's little, a little guy. Baby. He's so tiny. I hope so someone he... at Celebration makes a little baby Yoda puppet so we can all just like take turns holding it. I guarantee somebody already has. I cannot wait. Guarantee. <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah. So the Jawas are like, all right, we got your parts, but we're going to need something from you. And he's like, what do you want? They're like, we want your armor. He goes, pass. Like, all right, we want the kid. Also pass. All right, we want an egg. And he's like, all right, well, that can't be too hard. And so he he goes into this cave thing. Another thing I like what the Mandalorian does is when he like checks all his gear. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a cool little thing. It's like, all right, cool. Locked and loaded. Yeah. You know, I just think it's a neat little thing. So he goes into this thing and he finds a mud horn. Which, which is, again, I freaked awesome. out because I thought it was a reek at first. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then I very quickly realized it was not a reek. And I was very disappointed. Yep. yep. I, I was so in because again, Creatures, aliens, and Jedi are my jam. Mm-hmm. And we get a new creature. And it's like a rhino, which we know is my favorite animal now. Yeah, because you so ditched pandas. Okay, I didn't ditch them. It's still a number two. But come on, rhinos are awesome. And rhinos were always number two. But recently, I don't know, it just overtook it. I can't explain it. That's why we're not friends anymore. Continue. Yeah, it's true. This is under. I'm under contract. That's the real reason yeah. I'm talking right I'm now. I'm just trying to I wait out my however many days are left in December. Just trying to ride yeah, this wave. It's true. It's uh, up until episode nine, and then she's going to boot me, guys. So it's been fun. You know, I, I've had a good time. Make the I most of your you time. Okay, first off, the interesting podcast. <laughs> no, um, so there's a there's a mudhorn, which is like a space rhino that's covered in fur. It's like a woolly mammoth meets a rhino mm-hmm. and it's really gross it is because it's like covered <laughs> in sludge and yeah. and then like his eyes are all like gross it's and gross. its mouth is like chompy teeth like it's gross and man does it does it manhandle this mandalorian yeah oh boy it wrecks this man's life he does not do well <laughs> with uh no. animals he does not especially ones that are like Giant. Getting the jump on them, <laughs> and they're quick, and they're, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was one thing that, like, I did not see coming, was his armor just getting wrecked. Yeah. Like, this thing straight up, like, ran at him, took a flamethrower to the face, and then just pummeled him into the ground. I was like, oh, man. So that was intense. But lo and behold, Baby Yoda pulled through, man. He did. So he, like, oh my God. you know, used his flamethrower. his eyes. Oh. I know. His little, his little oh. arm stretched out. So I know. Cute. It was pretty good. <gasps> it was pretty good. Yeah, because before this, the Mandalorian is sewing up a little wound in his shoulder, and the little baby gets out of the carrier, and he's like, <gasps> he's like, let me, let me fix that you. for you. Let me touch you, Dad. Yep. And I was like, what is he doing? Oh. And me, when he first, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, look at him. He's trying to help. You know oh, what I mean? Because I wasn't. I don't assume anything anymore in Star Wars, just in case. Because I don't want to get attached to something and then it not happen and then I set myself up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking like, oh, he's force sensitive. I was like, oh, look at him. He just wants it to. He just wants to help. So then later on when he's force sensitive, I was like, oh snap. Because here, the Mandalorian's armor is literally like holding on by threads. He can't use his flamethrower anymore because it got all jacked up from the mud. He lost his blaster because it got knocked out of him. All he's got left is his knife, mm-hmm. which is pretty badass. That he just like accepts it. He's like, here we go. And then the mud horn stops. And then it's full of <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Also, that mud horn is nasty. I know. It went after the baby. I know. I was like, oh, man, that thing is serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we found out that uh, that little Yoda baby is force sensitive. Yep. Very interesting development, if you ask me. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was half surprised, you know, because I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to assume that every one of his race is Force-sensitive because right now we're at 100% Yoda, Yaddle, Jedi Masters, right? right? So I was like, I'm not going to think that this little guy is Force-sensitive as well. I mean, he's a little baby, yeah, you know? Um, But he is. He saved the Mandalorian from the Mudhorn. It lands. The Mandalorian shanks this thing, goes back to get the old carpet egg, Um. 
takes <laughs> the little baby passes out because you know he's tired he he's Bless tired his heart he just freaking bless his little heart save someone that's right so he did that could you imagine how tiny his little heart is can you imagine how tiny his little hand is oh you don't have to because you can see it i it's bet so his tiny. hand is like the size of my thumb like if i touched him i could just like put my thumb on his little hand probably he's a little baby <laughs> he's a cute little thing yeah I what like if him he a like lot. went and reached out and grabbed my thumb? I mean, I feel like he would. I need this to happen. I need an experience at Disney or Celebration for someone to have a Yoda baby puppet that I can interact with and It's love. like uh it's like Diego Luna and Yaba. Well they have it's, like except it's Savannah and Baby Yoda. In uh Walt Disney World they have Baby Groot that interacts with uh the guest oh. and Star Lord. It's like a meet and greet thing. Oh, that's cool. And Baby Groot, like, moves, and I think he, like, interacts with you, and I need that with Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine the Mando and uh, Yoda Baby oh walking gosh. down the street. That'd be pretty amazing, <sighs> that actually. Be awesome. I guarantee you, at Celebration next year, somebody is going to be the Mando oh, and have oh, the Oh, 100%. Baby. Someone at Celebration definitely will. I don't think that will Gay-ron-ty. happen at Disney, but definitely yep. at Celebration. So you'll get it. I am so ready. You'll get it. You'll get the experience. Can't wait. Kilo guy tuckered himself out. Yeah. Then he just like slept the whole time and he was just knocked he did. out. And then, yep, that giant egg <laughs> brought... that the Jawas ate was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That was unsettling. He... That's why I didn't rewatch this episode. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I like, Mo- Monique and I both were like mouth open, like, what? Yeah. Oh. Like, I loved that. Just like, oh my God, it was for a snack. Yeah. Like you think it's like in uh, like a relic or like a thing that they can like worship or something, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they want the egg. Like it's a big deal to them. They're like, nah, cut it open, let's eat it. I was like, what? so gross, so gross. I loved it, loved it. Thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So then he goes, he gets the parts, goes back to the Razor Crest. And they put it back then, together over a couple days. It seemed like I I like that he's like this is gonna take forever. He's like it'll go faster if you help me out. I was like, oh sweet, Love him. I like this guy. Yeah. And they did. They re- they rebuilt it. They got it going. Yep. And then he tried to offer the Ugnaught to like join his crew. And I was so bummed that he said no. Can you imagine how cool that would have been <sighs> if he became like a crew member? I, I, their paths have to cross again. I mean, maybe. It's a big galaxy. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, but this is one show, Brian. I mean, Try yeah. it together. I want the I Ugnaught. <laughs> I mean, it's already you just see me together. threatening Dave Filoni at Celebration if he doesn't bring him back. I'll be like, "Look, Dave, these are the rules. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> just g- has grab to him come by back. the brim of his hat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I a mean, great episode. I felt like it was. It was so visually beautiful. Like all the scenes Agreed. with the sand crawler. I mean, all of that stuff just looks so good. And I, okay. I expected it to look good, and I'm still impressed with how amazing it looks. And how much they pulled off and uh, it's just amazing like the fact that this show exists still it still blows my mind that it's here and it's real and everybody loves it like everyone is talking about this show it's really nice it's really cool it's become like i mean star wars was always polarizing really i think we just didn't interact with each other on a mass scale like we do with you know social media and whatnot Mm -hmm. because of the prequels come out you know, I've talked about it before. Everyone around me hated the prequels. Yeah. So I've always been around those sort of like push and pull opinions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
But now it's like, it's not just the people around you. It's the world and random people. And I have a lot of friends that don't even watch Star Wars. It's like not even that they didn't like the prequels. It's that they've just never seen the prequels and don't even know really what the prequels are. I have a lot of people in my life that are like that. And those same people are texting me saying, who's Baby Yoda? (laughs) Why is he so cute? What's what's he in? You know? Right, right, right. I have a buddy who uh, actually is one of those people. He loves the originals, hated the prequels, hasn't seen anything else except for the six movies. Hasn't seen, I think he saw seven, but he didn't see eight. But he's like, I'm going to check out The Mandalorian, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's probably Dave Filoni, man. Like, he that dude, binds he, the galaxy together. He, he is does. the force. He's George Lucas's apprentice, like in real life, you know? So it's like literally the Padawan of the maker. So if anyone, nobody gets Star Wars better than Dave Filoni, I would argue. Oh, except for totally. I mean, I feel like we've said that a billion times and it's true. We have. (laughs) So it's cool that like, I don't know. He just, he speaks the language. He just gets it. Yeah. And it's cool that he's, you know, he's executive producer. So like he's one of the big wigs that makes the show. Yeah. Like the EPs control pretty much everything. Uh, so it's cool that he's involved. He's killing I, it. I, I, I know. Good job, Yeah, Dave. he is. He really is. And supposedly, tomorrow's episode is his next one that he directed. Yep. So that's going to be cool. I know. I'm really excited for that. I feel like the first one, I loved the first episode, don't get me wrong, but Same. that's also the episode where you set up everything and you meet everybody and it's like you're settling yep. into this new corner of the galaxy so that yep. episode's not really my favorite, but now that we are familiar with the characters, we know what's going on, we're excited for what's next. I'm very excited to like see how I feel about Dave's next episode. I agree. And a lot of shows I feel like, you know, pilots are usually the weakest of a series, mm-hmm. right? They're meant to establish. Right. The second episode usually is the one that's like, "Okay, now we're going to start running." Right. You know what I mean? And so a lot of shows, not not often, but a lot of times, you can judge a show's tone by the second episode. Mm-hmm. Because that's when, like, okay, we're moving. Like, you know, Firefly, my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. The train job is one of my favorite episodes of the whole thing. And that's the second episode. Because the first one introduces everybody. The second one is like, okay, we're going to do a job. Mm-hmm. And The Mandalorian is the same sort of way, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a straight-up space western. Yeah. And I adore it. And the second episode, it was like, okay, so we got this. First episode introduces the Yoda baby. You know, it's like, you got the Mandalorian, you got this, but here's this baby now. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, all right, interesting. And the next one, you're like, okay, here's the dangers that that has. Here's just the dangers of being alive and around Jawas. Like, it builds out the character and the situations, and it builds the world out. Um, And it, I mean, dude, the Mandalorian's cool. Let's move He's on to the next one. animals. Let's do it. Did you like the second episode better than the first one? Um, I it, it's hard for me to compare those two, honestly. I I can't say there are things that I like more in the first episode than I like in the second episode and then there's some elements in the second episode that I like more than the first. So it's hard to okay. say. I really like IG11. I think he's awesome he was and awesome. he was a huge highlight for me in the first episode. Um, and the second episode I loved everything with the Jawas and yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard for me to compare those. So I don't want to say like I like one better than the other. I can say that for the next two. I can definitely say that for the next two. But for the first two, they're like on the same playing field for me, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So the next one is called The Sin, which was like 
Ooh, like <laughs> sin. What? Um, Interesting. And oh my gosh, the the best part in this episode that got like the biggest reaction from me, other than the ending. Um, mm-hmm. was the ice cream maker with the money inside, the best cars yeah. deal inside. That was good. Who knew that's how they opened, huh? I love when they bring silly, like, it's not silly to begin with, but people have kind of made it silly with the with the running of the Wilrow Hoods at Celebration, yep. you know, and yep. everybody knows that, like, ice cream maker thing as, like, an icon of Wilrow Hood. Yep. And now it's like, oh! <gasps> This is like a legit thing again, and right. I really yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> I agree. I liked it a lot. It's, it's one of those things that like Star Wars fans will get it. Yeah. To anybody else, it's just a container, but to us, we're like, ha ha, nice. I don't know if Sean got it, because when it showed up, I gasped like Sean. very loudly. But Sean's on, not involved buddy. in like fan culture. You know that. Like he's just- Sean, come on, buddy. I don't think he got it. That's okay. Or maybe he's just uh, more- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't like, think he got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> it's fine if he didn't. I mean, that's fine. He's just more controlled. He was like... Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. I I <laughs> gasped, though. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> yep. And I yep. talked to my mom about the episode afterwards, and she was like, did you see that? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, mom, of course I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> please, Mama Keeper, yeah. please. Yeah. That was uh, that was that was pretty good in the theater with the group of people. They were gasps it was a, it was everywhere. A, it was a clear reaction across the board. Yeah. Some people gasped. Some people started laughing. They're like, "Oh, it's that." Mm-hmm. It was good. This it was good. episode was amazing. Um, Deborah Chow directed this one, and man, they it. really got into like, like what makes a Mandalorian, and yes. I it's so interesting to me because I've only ever thought of the Mandalorians in the sense of Boba Fett, who's not right. really a Mandalorian, and the mm-hmm. Mando Mercs, like the fan club. And I'm I've never been in that, you know, fan groups. So I don't really know a lot about them. Right. I don't know a lot about Mandalorian history outside of what we learn in the Clone Wars and Rebels. Right. Which isn't a ton, you know? I mean they talk That's about true. it, we learn a little bit, but it's not heavily explained and i'm not uh i'm not familiar with the expanded universe stuff with the mandalorians and right the fact that like the armorer came back and like made more of the mandalorians armor he basically got a full upgrade with the exception of one thigh plate i think um and Mm. a whole this is the way he's never taken his helmet off in front of people I love that. That's crazy. I love it. I I love lore. Like lore is what makes Star Wars real to me. Well, it makes you know it I mean? rich and it gives you context for a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it like it's not just an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a thing that these people live by and it makes them by having this code it makes them real. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not just like oh they don't take their helmets off. It's like no, they don't take their helmets off. Like that's a big deal, right? You know, and I like that it's a big deal. I like that none of them. It's like, have you taken your helmet off? No. Has has someone else taken your helmet off? No. Yeah. I'm like, okay, awesome. I love that because it shows like a discipline. Right. It shows that like right. it's part of their culture. It's important to them. Right. To not do that. It's like you know monks wear different yes, outfits. And- exactly. 
different people and different religions wear different things and i exactly i like that a lot same same i think it's really cool it adds a whole thing to their culture Mm -hmm. and it makes it more lived in and i love that there was so there was something at the uh q a afterwards after the screening of the first three episodes that live streamed you know Mm -hmm. And there was there was a time when Dave Filoni was answering a question. He was like, "Yeah, you know," and this is the way. And I was like, "Ooh!" Oh, nobody, nobody what knew what that yet. meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other so than you I, guys. I think I tweeted like, "Well played, Filoni." Mm. I see what you did there. Mm. So that was a fun little thing. That's like I know what that means. It's so cool that this show has several of those lines now. We have "I have spoken." We have "This is the way." You know, I think that's yeah. really cool. I agree. I agree. Um, I like the armorer a lot. I think you know, I do. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, you do. Speaking of, you got a new shirt out. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. So I just want to quickly talk about this. I opened a new Dorky Diva shop. So like you guys probably yeah, know that we have a few t-shirts available on Tee Public. Um, yep. I love Tee Public, but they kind of restrict us a little bit with what we can make as far as Star Wars stuff. Um, so I have a mm-hmm. new store it's just the dorkydiva.bigcartel.com and I have a special design done by Alyssa Bradley from Whimsy Designs. It's so Fantastic. cute. It's like inspired by Rosie the Riveter, but instead of saying, you know, we can do it, it says this is the way and it has the armorer. Um, Pretty good. So I'm very excited about that. That's the thing I love so much about this show is I love seeing all the fan made stuff. Like there's so many. Right great fan art there's so many great like fanfics there's t-shirts there's pins there's plushies there's like cosplay it's so good it's so refreshing i think star wars has always had that but i feel like with the mandalorian it's almost like tripled you know yeah there's so much stuff but anyways i made a shirt you should go check it out (laughs) you did make a shirt it was awesome yeah this this episode was stressful (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah there was a lot of times in this episode that i did not breathe <laughs> for more than yeah. like 15 seconds <laughs> when he first lands on that planet and he turns in the the yoda baby mm. and they're like quick all right cool they do a little quick scan and they're like all right we're gonna take him away and he asks them you know what are you gonna do with it and he <laughs> goes uh that's none of your business really right isn't that against the code and he goes ah fair enough yeah um that part i was like oh man he really did it all right okay that's that i mean it makes sense you know, because we, we like to, at least myself, I like to give the characters the benefit of the doubt. I was like, no, he's a good guy, mm-hmm. you know? Even though he disintegrated a bunch of Jawas and kills people for a living. <laughs> like, that's all right. You know, so when he when he actually gave up the, the baby, I was like, wow. I, okay. I was so sad. I was like, no. Did you think, like, he actually gave him away and, like, this was the last we were going to see of him? I didn't think it was the last we were going to see of him, but I didn't know if it was, if we would see him again in that episode. Okay. You know, like I thought he would get the baby back, but I didn't know how long of a gap, you know, it would be until we saw the baby again. Right. So that was a nice surprise. I thought he was gone. I did. Mm. I try, I purposefully try not to like, I try to stop my brain, you know, to, to, of thinking about things. I don't know how you do that, man. Uh, it's a, it's a skill that I developed over time. Mm. Uh, but I was like, you know, damn, well, that, that's where it goes. Like I kind of take things as they are, you know, cause I, I, you know what it is? I'm really, really good at guessing like real, like Sherlock Holmes style, like Christmas. I'm the worst 
because Monique would like wrap something and I'm, I was like, oh, what is this? She goes, oh, it's nothing. I'd shake it, feel the weight and be like, oh, yes, this is definitely this. With like almost no context clues, just by the weight in my brain is like this. Yeah. And it's a weird superpower I have, which has like bit me several times. So I try to not do that because if I figure it out, then I'm like, oh, well, all right, I figured it out. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and there it is, just like I thought. You know what I mean? It kind of robs me of the experience of it. Mm. So when he took the baby away, I was like, damn, all right, he did it. On to the next job. And I'm always like, Disney wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> right. See, I don't I don't ever think of Disney with stuff like oh, this. Oh, that's because like it ta- all I think it about. It takes me out of it. You know what I mean? I'm over here like, like the merchandising opportunities have now been taken away. They're right, not going to do right. that. It's about the money. I was saying it has to make sense within the context of Star Wars. And that's pretty much all I need. So I just, I can't, I can't look at things that way. Whether they're that way or not, just because of how I am. Yeah. Um, which I get. But yeah, so when the, when the baby got taken away, I was like, ah, all right. You know, like it, it made sense for the character at the time. I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, it's against the code, right? Like mm-hmm. this is what he does for a living. He can't jeopardize everything. Like I get it. I'm sad because I really like the baby. But also I understand the realities of the situation. And so he gets paid. He goes back. He makes this new set of armor and we learn... Basically, how he was uh, in the Clone Wars as a kid. Mm-hmm. He got attacked by super battle droids. Oh, that was so cool. That was tense, right? Sean loves anything that has to do with the Clone Wars because that's his favorite thing about his Star jam. Wars. Yeah, and so he was just like loving it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I wonder if it, I mean, it had to have been the Mandalorians that saved him, right? I mean, yeah. Because you, you see a super battle droid like open the doors and then point his blaster at him and then it cuts. Yeah. That's what I assume. I like how they shoot these scenes. I know. I know. It's so, it's so great to have so much still left to the imagination and everything's not all explained in one go. If that makes sense. And I also like that it's like, I don't know, it's like old school samurai movies, you know, like as the sword is being sharpened and forged, they're thinking about why they're here kind yeah. of stuff. I just love that yeah. it's a linear story. I mean, we've talked about this before with Clone Wars. I mm-hmm. I mean, Clone Wars is my favorite thing in Star Wars, period. But it is different because Clone Wars jumps around to different places and, you know, different factions with different people. And uh, I just really like that this is one linear go. Agreed. I also like we get to see the uh, the Mandalorian's tempers again when the heavy one comes up and he's like, oh, it's Imperial. You're using scraps, huh? And he's like, how about you try that to my face? And then they I know. do a little fight. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I think it was Caitlin from Sky Talkers that said something in their recap of this episode that I agree with. And I felt this way when I was watching it, but I couldn't place how, like, how to explain it. And she was like, oh, it felt like a video game almost where you're like, where the Mandalorian is going from one room to the next, like after he gets the baby back and he's like shooting stormtroopers and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's, that feels exactly how the bounty hunter game with Jango Fett feels <laughs> like that came out I, years I and years that. and years ago, which is cool. I don't think it's a bad thing, but right. I like that comparison. I could see that. It's like, you know, you go into the next room, there's enemies in the next room, you pass through, go to the next room. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, I could see that as far as the format goes. Yeah. That's so cool. I was down with that. Yeah, me too. Gets new armor, goes back to uh, uh, Grief Karga, and he's in his new digs. Yes. He looks he looks really cool. Yeah. I love the new armor. Me too. 
I hope he paints it, though. I don't really like it as shiny. Really? I like it as shiny a lot. Really? It kind of reminds me of, like, yeah, because there, there's, there's these old stories about, like, in feudal Japan, there were these samurai that were, like, the best of the best. And, like, samurai were extremely cocky. Like, they were like, you know, yeah, I'll kill whoever I want. Like, if you did, if they nodded to you and you didn't nod back, they'd, like, cut your head off. Like, they mm-hmm. were extreme crazy people, yeah. right? But there were some that would wear all white to a duel as a way to kind of mess with the person, being like, you're oh. not even going to get me dirty. Dang. And it was like, I know, Bold. Right? I know. That's kind of like, nuts. I know. So, so I like that it's shiny. That's like, oh, yeah. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I, I like that sort of thing. It was like Spartans way back when. Uh, Spartans actually had really long hair. Mm-hmm. And before a battle, they would go into the battlefield and they would just brush their hair in front of their enemies. Oh because my. back then, because back then, if you were going to get into a fight with someone and you had to take it to the ground, a hair, it, that hair is weapons you can use. You just grab them by the hair right. and you got their whole head. Right. That's why right? people in the military have short hair. <laughs> exactly. So the Spartans would grow their hair out and be like, doesn't matter. You're not going to get Dang. it. I know. It's such a power move. Wow. So that's legit. With, I know. So knowing that about like samurai and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah. I like that he's shiny. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to scuff this up. He's that good. But is he that good? <laughs> okay. I mean, hasn't gone I think he's that, that well for him. I think he's that confident. Yeah. You know what cocky. I mean? Like he <laughs> hasn't, he's not done well against like beasts. Yeah. But, but people, he's done he's pretty done well. good against people. That's true. You know, he he took on three Trandoshans by himself. Yeah. You know, like the Jawas, there was like 15 of them and they all had blasters. So like, mm-hmm. okay, fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have confidence. I mean, he did, he does great against stormtroopers. He does. And other bounty hunters. Like he's, he's pretty capable. He does. He's the only one who could secure the asset. <clears throat> I loved it when Grief Karga's like, oh, you should take a few weeks off. You should just like enjoy your time. And he's like, I want my next job. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I, I want my next job. <laughs> exactly. It's like you want me to have these feelings. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to drown myself in work. Yeah, and I. It, Same. Interesting <laughs> thing that he said. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> Relatable. Yep. I just drink. Uh, uh, so I like that he he has some. He's like, how many uh how many people had a fob? And he's like, all of them. Everybody. I was like, oh man, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like, but none of them delivered except for you. He's like, I, uh, you want to go celebrate? I mean, we can we can do this. We can go to the Twi'lek hot baths or whatever he called it. And I was like, ha, nice. Uh, and he's like, no, I want to work. And he goes, well, this one's the farthest one away. And it's a calamari, which was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. little hologram calamari. And then he goes looking around the street, and he finds the little cradle in the dumpster that broke my heart and sean too was like really sad about that we were we yep. were crushed by the yep. pod did you Ugh. think he was dead no I thought, he, I, th- no. I thought i was like oh man no i are gonna do something bad no that's true well because you're in the merchandising brain you're like please yeah no that's the thing like working on the back end of this from a licensing standpoint has given me a whole new perspective to star wars so i don't I can't watch it and be like, oh, he's totally dead. Like, there's no way that would does, enter my brain. <laughs> does that rob you of any of the experience? No. The the things that have been, like, robbed from me as a fan are when I find out about things before they happen with merchandising. Like, thank God Baby Yoda was not merchandised before the show came out, uh, even from a, a development standpoint. Like, nothing was developed for him 
before, mm-hmm. at least for the people I work with, before um, the show came out. But there were things in the show that I did know about, but they're so minor that it didn't take away from my experience. But in the past, I have had things that I knew about. Spoiled. Yeah, and that sucks. I don't like that. But um, Baby Yoda's like, I had, I had no knowledge of what was going to happen to him, but I had the assumption that like, there's no way they're going to kill him off because he has been the most successful thing right now. Right. In years for Star Wars. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's not, that it doesn't sense. take any way. It doesn't take any like fun out of it for me. All right. Cool. Because yeah. I wonder that because, you know, I talk to a lot of like actors and stuff and I'm like being in it. That's totally you see different. It from a different thing. Yeah. That's totally different. I mean, I'm not yeah. that immersed in what's going on. So yeah, that helps point. a lot. If I, if I was super immersed in it like that, it would it would suck the fun of it, out of it for me. And I've had a couple instances like that before where I did know about things and it was like, mm, you know. Gotcha. So, okay. Anyways. So we find a cradle in the trash <clears throat> and we find out that the Mandalorian can use his pulse rifle as like a tuning fork to listen in. Yeah. That was kind of cool. He's got so many gadgets and gizmos on him. He does. It's really cool. I like to, I think we talked about this in the first episode, but I, I just love how when the pieces of his armor come off, there's like, I don't want to say circuitry. circuit boards, but yeah, it's like basically electronics yeah. under underneath. I think that's so cool. Such a I great agree. detail. I agree. It explains the like repulsor mag- like fields on them, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I like it's that not a lot just Velcro, well. guys. <laughs> That's true. Like the costumers use. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so funny. Yeah, that was really neat. And uh, yeah, he gets he he hears through the wall that uh, the client Werner Herzog is like, just get what you need from it and then dispose of it. Yeah. And get out of here because I can't uh, keep you safe for much longer than that or something to that degree. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get something from it. Which is interesting. Some sort of sample. Some sort of something. I'm interested in that. I'm, I am I want to know if they were going to take out like his tracking thing. I don't know. He's got to have like a microchip in him, right? You know? That, see, that's another thing I'm wondering. How do these fobs work? A microchip. It's like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like does everyone get one? Because the f- guy in the first episode, you know, the mythol. He had one, and I guarantee he didn't, like, put one in himself. Hmm. Right? That's a good point. Because they all use the fobs, right? Because even in the next episode, Cara Dune's like, oh, I figured you had a fob on me. Like, True. Huh. That's what I mean. Like, is there a, 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 a genetic database that, like, as you're born, it happens? Or, like, how does that go? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's a good right? point. I wonder if they have like a blood sample or something and they like can use that or. Hmm. Now my brain That's is spinning. That's what I'm saying. I know. I've been thinking about this for weeks. Dang. I know. That's weird. Because they knew, they only knew the age of the baby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, they couldn't give him location or anything else. So maybe it's like when you're born. There's a record, and the record has your DNA in it or something. I don't know what it is. But I imagine, my theory is that it has something to do with aging. Because, you know, they age so slowly. Yeah. That maybe they wanted a sample of his DNA so they can maybe clone it or replicate it or figure something out. I think there's so many things that would be similar to that. 
that would make sense. Yeah. But I mean, we'll find out. I'm sure. Oh man, but, I was like so sad though when little baby Yoda was like laying on that little bed thing, and he's just looking up at him. I like, help me. I I love, I love that uh, the Mandalorian after hearing that was like, okay, yeah, I'm getting him back. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> didn't think about it. Didn't talk and like ruminate. Was just like, all right, here we go. Walks up, knocks on the door, breaks the job ahead thing, and then. Uh, they come out, he blows up a wall, and just goes in, guns a-blazing. And then we basically have the video game sequence. And then... Then we have, yeah. <laughs> then he gets the baby. Then our brains explode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he <laughs> he gets the baby. It's uh, it's on this little operating table. One of them, like, interrogation droids is coming toward it with a big old needle. And he's like, nope. Uh, I do love the, like, gunslinging aspect of this, that he, like, pulls the blaster out real quick oh, and yeah, shoots. Oh, yeah, Totally. That's so badass. He and Cad Bane um, would be best friends. Right. And then uh, the doctor mentions that it's only alive because of him. Mm-hmm. And he like seems like he cares about the well-being of the thing, but also like, I don't know. He's working for an Imperial, so I don't it's, know how this... It's, it's complicated. I mean, it's probably like a Nazi situation. Like he's scared and I mean... Yeah, like, probably. They could kill this guy if he doesn't abide by their wishes yeah you're probably right so he's like a prisoner he might not be a bad dude but he's just got to do what he's got to do to stay alive that sounds about right yeah because he was he was pretty terrified of the mandalorian (laughs) he was like i haven't heard it i didn't do anything to it like he's fine yeah (laughs) well maybe yoda's like get me out of here yep so he grabs him and then he shoots his way out we get to see the whistling birds used Mm -hmm. that was cool Mm mm-hmm I didn't know that's how those worked. Mm-hmm. I've always seen that gauntlet on Boba Fett, you know, the little like triangle thing with all the holes in mm-hmm. it, but I never knew what it was before this. Did you? Um, I mean, Death Watch has darts on their gauntlets as well. Oh, right. But I think their yeah. darts are different. I forgot. I think their darts are different. So I uh, I don't I didn't know exactly what they were, but it made sense. You had an idea. Yeah, it made yeah. it made sense, but it's cool. I never thought about it. But he gets out. He gets the baby outside. And then we get our John Wick situation going oh my on. God. Which I was so down with. But I'm also kind of interested because all of the fobs started going, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're all for the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, for when I first saw this, I wasn't sure because I was like, okay, well, the Mandalorian just broke the code. Well, when so he's maybe... sneaking in, like they're not going after him. It's only when he has the baby. Yeah, I figured that out later, but at first I did not because <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, man, you just broke the code, buddy. Maybe there's a hit out on you now. But then I remembered they all have fobs for the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's walking out and again, full confidence was like, I'm going to my ship. And he's like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. And they get into this great shootout. It was really cool. Flips into the cart real quick and he's like blasting people and he's like telling the droid to go. And the droid's like, I don't want it. And he's like, go anyway. And he's like, all right, I'm going. And then Grief Cargo shoots it and then tense this this episode was very tense yeah it's there's like so much um tension leading up to that final scene with the shootout and yeah. grief karga says i'm your only hope which was a little like eyebrow raising yep um i i did not think he was gonna get out i did not think he was gonna get out. i thought they were gonna capture him and take the baby back and the fact that he got away absolutely blew my mind and the freaking jetpacks 
Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> this oh this part was this part was like a live action Clone Wars episode. Oh, totally. And that was the thing that, that was the hardest secret to keep out of all of it. I feel like this entire show is a live action Clone yeah. Wars. Like, it, it's amazing. Every time I watch the, an episode, I can tie something back to the Clone Wars, and it makes me so happy. The idea of live action Mandalorians with jetpacks having a massive shootout with bounty hunters was like season five of uh, the Clone Wars when Mandalore is just like mayhem. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is. This People are going to love this. Yeah. And the, the screening that I went to had like 15 Mandalorian mercs in it. Oh, I bet they were so excited. And it, oh, it was the best. That's cool. Like we just tell them, I was like, it's your time, guys. It's your time. That's what and I've been then... like thinking about a lot throughout this because the 501st and the Rebel Legion have always gotten a lot more love than the Mando mercs have gotten. And for them to like have their moment, I think is really cool. I totally agree. I totally agree. So that was cool. They showed up. This is the way. They get them out. Um, we get the old school, like, Western thing of, like, you know, the Bible stopping the bullet mm-hmm. with uh, Grief Cargo. I thought that was awesome with the little Beskar steel because, like, I'm rich too. Yeah. Um, saved his life. And he got out. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, a little bit surprised by that. Uh, yeah. Not not the Mandalorian getting out, but Grief Cargo, like, surviving. Yeah. Same. It was cool, though. I agree. This also had like the greatest little Yoda baby moment when he's taking the little ball oh off God. the lever. Oh my God. And he's like, stop touching that. <laughs> I, that's actually, that's one of my favorite moments of this whole episode is when he goes back to his ship and sees the balls missing. And he's like, yeah, you can see like, I mean, that's like the art of Kabuki. You know what I mean? Like the masked Japanese theater in that it's a very difficult thing to do perform without your face. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is the audience filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all the way back to like Star Wars has done this before with Darth Vader in episode six, right? Like while Luke is being shocked by the Emperor, Vader's going back and forth. It's a stagnant mask that is not emoting at all. Mm-hmm. You're looking over, he's looking over. But we're putting in that conflict and we're putting that like we can't see his face, but we know by the way that he's moving and the subtle little things that like, oh, he's going through a really hard time with this decision. And then Kylo Ren as well, when he's got the mask on, you're like, okay, the way that he's moving, it it fits it all. And Pedro Pascal is right up there. And the Um, music is a huge component of that as well. Absolutely. The music informs the mood. Yeah. And the way that he, like, reaches his hand out really slow and then he takes a second, like, little subtle things that we fill in the blanks for. uh, I really, really like that scene a lot. Yeah. Of him deciding to go back. (sighs) So precious. I know, I know. That's a great episode. I was like so pumped uh, the first time. It's I my favorite it. of them all so far. I think the next one's yeah. my favorite. Really? I told you that. I know. I forgot, and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 third one, the third one for me, uh, is my favorite so far. But the next one. Well, hang on. I want to say something real quick. So you were Do like it. amazing at not sharing spoilers after you saw the first few episodes but i specifically Stop asked it. you i said on a scale of one to ten how cool is cara dune cara dune That's, sorry cara dune cara it's okay the mandalorian says cara i'm gonna say cara because that's what gina carano says that's the way to say it. um you did ask me that and i told you for real yeah you were like she's not in the first three episodes and i was shocked i was literally yep. shocked and bummed out to be honest so 
I was anticipating since I knew that like the entire time I was like okay episode four has got to be her episode four has got to be her moment and it was and yep yay (laughs) I and I did that because I didn't like you know me I'm so anti-spoiler but it was one of those things that like I didn't want you to spend the next three weeks in anticipation of something that wasn't there yeah that like didn't bug me at all good yeah I was very happy that you told me to kind of keep my expectations in check I figured you would yeah I'm not as... But she's in this one. I'm not as... I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the piece of content. I was going to say I'm not as yeah. like offended by spoilers as you are, but it definitely depends on yeah. what the subject matter is. Uh, for sure. And it's just one of those things that, like... I don't know. I For me, it's about the experience, and I don't want to rob anybody of that. In the same way that I don't want to be robbed of it either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the next one does have Carol Carr doing This one it. is like total cool. Clone Wars episode. So, that's... Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get. I have thoughts. You're gonna complain about but, it. I know, but whatever. Uh, well, not really. This this is something that I know what you're gonna say. The fighting scene, like the teaching them to fight, like it's in a lot of Star Wars stuff, and it's kind of to the point where it's like, okay, we get wait, it. Like, wait, hold on. Have we talked about this before? No, but everybody has had this conversation, <laughs> so I'm guessing oh. at what you're gonna say. Am I right? I don't follow anyone. Uh, well, kind of, kind of. Okay, we'll get there. It's so yeah, we'll get. There. <laughs> So, Baby Yoda d- drinks some soup out of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, highlight of the episode. <laughs> first, oh, first he I like lo- clicks on the, the buttons switches. and looks. Yeah, at, yeah. That's the that's the best part of the episode because it reminds me of my dog. Like there are specific things that my dog knows he's not allowed to do, and he'll just do stuff and look at me. Like he'll take. Yep like clothes that I've left on the bathroom countertop or he'll take like a pillow off the couch and he'll look at me and he'll just run away with it. Like, yeah, mom, what you going to do about it? What you going to do? Come get me. Come get me, mom. (laughs) And that's literally what baby Yoda is doing. He's like, dad, what you going to do about it? Um, Flipping it's your pretty fantastic. So he flips it, he turns it off, flips it again, turns it off. The last one's my favorite because he doesn't him. break eye contact. Yes, he just looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that like causes the ship to kind of rumble. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's been a meme going around where they uh they put music to it. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. There's been it, multiples of those with different yeah. music. <laughs> there's one it was I think it was Get Low and I think that oh was my, my favorite. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. It's so good. The, so it starts with that. The memes that came out of this episode were fantastic. Yes, they were. Fantastic. Yes, they were. So this episode is called Sanctuary. Which is really yep. cool. That's fair. Um, where do we start? Oh my god! There's so well, so okay, much. so it starts with some blue shrimp farming, which I love. I I love the too. way this started because it was very like organic and getting to see the people and their element and how they live was so calming. Like the beginning of this episode was so soothing to me for like a minute. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> for not very long. And then the freaking Game of Thrones creatures came out. That was like Lord yeah. of the Rings, Game of Thrones style. When I was watching it, I was like, wait, what am I? I'm watching a Star Wars show here? Uh, yeah, I uh, wasn't the biggest fan of it. I didn't mind it. It took me out of the, like, out of the moment for a second. But yep. overall, it didn't bother me. It definitely felt... It was like like Lord of the Rings. Rings, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was two towers of the orcs going off the villages of Rohan. Yeah. Like, okay. They even sounded like orcs. They look like pugs, which I also wasn't super into because I love pugs. And I was like, what are these pug people going on? Uh, So I wasn't super. I wasn't hitting on that one too much. And Jular Jones is an incredible (laughs) actress. 
Um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too crazy about it. Mm. Like it was it was cool, but I was like, all right, I don't know. It felt a little too not exactly like what I'm used to in Star Wars. I guess maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't re- I can't really articulate my thoughts, but I wasn't. I get super, what you're saying because I you know of, what I mean. I kind of felt a little bit like that in the very first episode. Remember, I told you with the blue guy. I just right. felt very out of place with him and the humor going yes. on. I just like it took me a while to figure out the tone. Yeah, you're like I'm not sure. This about one vibed. Like, I don't know me what more, it is. Though. This one definitely vibed with me more, and I didn't. It mind flipped the for me. Yeah. Yeah, this one I wasn't super. Look at us being opposites again. We're back, guys. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't crazy about this one, but I I loved. When the Mandalorian flew ahead, I love when he landed. I love that he didn't carry the baby. Oh that was like one of my favorite things. Where he's like, "You stay here," and then he like was there at the that door. That was goes, so right, cute when go. the door opens and he's just standing <laughs> yeah. there, like, "Okay, Dad, I'm ready to go." Yeah, and I love that he's like, "All right, come on." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna walk!" And seeing him walk, he's you're like, "Oh so man, cute. it's like he I couldn't do want get him any to, like, cuter." Carry him like a baby, though. I just want him to like put him on his shoulder and just kind of like caress his little oh, back. Oh, dude. I love that he walks. I like, like that too, li- but I'm ready to baby see him walking. carry him now. The Loth cat, though. Can we talk about the Loth okay, cat? Okay, yeah. Cats are buttholes in Star Wars too. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Cats are the worst. They, I hate cats, but I like Me the too. Loth cats. <laughs> I growled and it almost attacked Yoda baby. I know. That's not okay. But I do like what I that mean. it looks exactly like the one in Galaxy's Edge. I did notice that, so even though I haven't cute. been to Galaxy's Edge. I've seen a lot of pictures and videos. looks exactly like it. It's so precious. <sighs> I don't know if I'd use that word. But... No, like Yoda baby, like looking at oh, the cat. Oh, yes. I thought, you, I thought you meant the love cat. <clears throat> no. I was like, no, they're pretty awful. Cats are the worst. But it and is so cool that they're also the worst in Star that. Wars. I bet Dave was on set, like, petting the fake cat. Like, hey, friend, I, I bet, yeah. like, invented you. <laughs> Yeah, assuming that it was a physical cat, because that one looked CG'd. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I've only me. seen the episode once, so I'm not gotcha. sure about that. But yeah. I hope it was I'm real. Pre- I do too. So that Dave can have CG'd. a little BTS pick petting the cat. Yeah. Oh, cats are the worst. Okay, moving on. Since you're gonna be, it a went after the baby, the and he's a cute little guy. Cat. Jeez. And he's just walking. Actually, to be fair, it's all cats. But it's, I mean, look at him. He's just going and he's like, oh, look at this cat. And the cat's like, get out of here. And I was like, oh, if you attack that child, we are going it's to have problems. It's not going to. It just had a little moment. Yeah, it's all it needs. And then they sit it's down. They did. He, he picks him up. His <laughs> on his chair. Yeah. And he's like, get some bone broth for the little baby. And Cara Dune's in the corner. And you're like, all right. She looks so right. badass. She's cool. I love, we've talked about this before. I love Gina Carano, mm-hmm. like way even before now. I just think she's fantastic. Um, the fact that she's in Star Wars, I'm like, oh, sweet. I didn't know anything about yeah. her. And she's super famous in the MMA world. Like, I didn't know that. Dude, she, if it were not for Gina Carano, there would be no Ronda Rousey. Like, Gina Carano pretty much, I don't know like, okay, well, she's also incredibly famous. Anyone, anyone that knows anything about, like, UFC and MMA and stuff like Gina Carano essentially was the pioneer of getting like women on the card Mm. like she was the first like big time female like MMA fighter Mm. was Gina Carano and then she later got into like tried acting and stuff and then she was Angel Dust and Deadpool and she was in Haywire and she's awesome 
But yeah, she's like I a legit. I love how humble she seems. Like in all of her interviews that she's have been published, so excited. Like she just seems so humble and so grateful and so just sweet. Like she seems so sweet, so precious. Protect yet, Gina she's at a all. Badass costs. fighter. I know. She could protect herself. Look at her. I know, but <laughs> I'm gonna protect her too. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with her, even though she's super nice. She seems like the type of person that was a fighter for a long time, right? And then she wanted to get into acting. And she was like, you know, uh, to to change boats like that that are completely unrelated mm-hmm. and then to find this sort of success, it was like, you know, I just wanted to try this thing that I like to do and the fact that I got here will never be lost on mm-hmm. me. And I like that a lot about her. I like her as a person. I, I, yeah. I just think she's great. I like Gina Carano a lot. She's like gorgeous too. I'm obsessed with- She is everything about her yeah same same what you see some of her fights she's a badass i have to google that yeah you should just actually just google gina carano you'll probably see a ton of fight stuff i've seen like pictures of her fighting but i haven't actually seen videos but yo we see her fight in this episode we do we do she oh man (laughs) so he looks i really like the uh the waitress in this a lot did you know that was josh gad's wife what he posted that Says what? Wavy. Yep. Good for both of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I liked. She's I liked her too. Great. She's just like I don't know anything about it. Well, actually, I know a couple things. Yeah. Watch the kid. <laughs> All right. Whatever you need. Yeah. I really liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. So he goes outside because she went missing. Looks around and then Gina Carano jumps on him and they fight and she hits so hard. Like, and it's my favorite thing. It was so good, too. <laughs> and and Sean and I couldn't exactly figure out, like, why they were fighting each other at first until she was like, oh, I thought you had a fob, blah, blah, blah. And Sean doesn't know anything yep. about Gina either. Like, he knows way really? less than I do. And wow. after the episode was over, I was like, yeah, she's like a wrestler, I think, you know. And he was like, what? Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, they – like, she does all her own stunts. And he was like, what? Yeah. Like, he thought that was really cool. So. Oh, dude, she's more than a like wrestling is is theater. She's like UFC. See, I don't know anything about that, so I didn't know how to describe it to him. But I can yeah. tell him that now. I'd be like Brian said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, she's she's like badass, like gloves, like broken noses, like punching people in the face and Dang. kicking them, and like, yeah, she's not like the WWE. You know, mm. she's she's hardcore, man. And in this, I love it because she like, there's one time when she punches the Mandalorian so hard in his helmet that he like falls to the ground. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah. she's a powerhouse. It's funny because I bet that's not Pedro in the suit. I bet it's like a stunt no, guy. I bet, but it's, she's, I bet it's Latif She's Crowder. totally like killing it herself. I am really excited about everyone working on the Mandalorian want- because- some of them I know. Some of them I've been fans of for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's this video. It would have been, let's see, around 2005, probably. Like early, early YouTube. I was a freshman in high school, and I just went down these like random like fight video, uh, or fight choreography stuff, like short films on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one of them, which was one of my all-time favorites, was called uh, Inmate 451 which you should still be able to find. Uh, and it's about these two guys that, like, basically one one guy escapes from prison and he runs into another guy and then they fight. You know, old school mm-hmm. stuff. It was awesome. And one of the guys is Latif Crowder, who is one of, like, the top capoeira artists in the world. He's from Brazil. He's got massive dreads. He's awesome. Aww. 
You should see some some <laughs> of his dude. Some of his demo videos, he can jump like ten feet in the air. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. He just like flips and does like massive like things that shouldn't be humanly possible. So I've been a big fan of Latif Crowder, and then Sam Luke is the other one. They both are on the stunt team for Mandalorian. Latif Crowder is the Mandalorian stunt double. He's one of two guys that do it. Mm-hmm. All that being said, it was probably Latif Crowder that just got decked by Gina. I'm looking at pictures of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Definitely check check him out as well. Latif Crowder. Um, his YouTube videos and stuff that he's done from like years ago. It's great. Just the like, thought really... of seeing like Pedro Pascal trying to do stunts like that is so funny in my head because he seems like such a goober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like I like Pedro a lot. I do too. I, I do too. I got to meet him like uh, six years ago, six, seven years ago. He's super nice. He seems cool. He's really cool. I got to meet him. Uh, actually, I was dressed as the Red Viper when I did. Mm. And he was super cool and whatnot. He signed my book. Aww. He's awesome. That's cool. Like this episode was very Clone Warsy, and um, I felt like there was yes, a lot it, it of sexual was. tension there. Like, whoa! Clearly, whoa! Yep. Omera. She literally tried to take his. Oh man! I was like, whoa! We are getting <laughs> steamy up in here, and then nothing happened. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, they they fight, and then they're like, "Okay, my bad. Didn't mean to fight you." And then he's like, "Well." We got to leave because this is her planet. And then these two farmer guys show up to his ship and they're like, hey, you're a Mandalorian, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We need some help. And he's like, nah. And they're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go back to the middle of nowhere. And he's like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Give me the money and help me load this up. Yeah. So then he goes, gives the money to Cara Dune, and they get hired to kind of protect this little village thingy. Yeah. They do a little recon. Find out they have an ATST. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Then they go back and like, um, you guys need to move now. <laughs> That's that I I like that a lot because he's like, you can't stay here. Everyone pack it up. Let's go. And she's like, what? No. D- d- what's your bedside manner? Like, what's going on? He's just so blunt about it. Yeah. And they're like, no, nah, we can fight. And she's like, all right, well, let's figure this out, I guess. So they teach him to fight and then and then. Okay, him. but the sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, there's sexual tension. There's a lot of it because she's, she's like, you know, you just like stay vibing here. on him. She's like, you know, you she's could just like, like settle down here and like yeah, take she care of us a... with your big strong arms and yeah. take your helmet off, baby. Yeah, Woo! get it. Dang. Yeah, she made her tensions known. I mean, I love a woman that like knows what she wants. Hey, you and me both. That was that. Oh my god, I shipped them so hard. I need to look up some fanfics <laughs> because I'm. I know people have already written them. <laughs> I mean, but I love you know. the dynamic between Cara Dune and Omera and the Mandalorian because Cara was like sipping on her tea, like, oh man, she likes you. Cara, Cara was funny because Cara gave off the vibes of like, if you're not gonna go for it, I will. Oh shoot, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there's a part when she's like. You're telling me you could just stay here with that beautiful woman and like have babies and you're not into that? Yeah. She was like, I'm into it. I was like, all right. Get it. (laughs) Get it. Yeah. They would be so Uh, cute though. Like why? I mean, yeah. They could have two little babies, little baby Yoda and little baby her daughter. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that. She was like, you know, we'll take care of your boy. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
I like that, that she's like, oh, that's your son? Cool. I think I liked Aww. this episode the most because of all the, um, I don't know how to just... Sexual tension. No. <laughs> like, getting to know the people that live there, getting to know her, and, like, seeing the kids interact with Baby Yoda, and yeah. Cara Dune helping out, and also observing the tension. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I... I liked it a lot, and I liked how their plan backfired a little bit with the ATST, but it worked out in the end. And I was really yep. surprised to see that the Mandalorian and Cara Dune parted ways at the end. That really shocked me. I thought she was going to go with him. Sure. Um, so I'm very eager to see when she returns. She has to, right? Definitely, um, definitely. And I hope it's, like, sooner than later. I don't want to go, like, three more episodes without seeing her again. That sucked. <laughs> right, right. But And then we got the most stressful moment of the whole series so far. Mm, yeah. Because they beat the ATST. It falls into the someone thing. someone pulled a gun on Baby Yoda. <laughs> so, yeah. So then they're like, all right, cool. That was fun. She's like, you could stay here. It'd be great. Let me try to take your helmet off. And he's like, um, I just told you the rules the other day. Yeah. He, like, grabbed um, her hands and was like, no. I like that, uh... The, the, I like that he's serious. I like that he takes his culture, his adopted culture, so seriously. You know what I mean? Because like, if he doesn't, then why should we? You know. And I like that she. He talks about like, can you take the helmet off? You know, Car is like kind of poking him. He's like, really? That's it? Like you just whatever? He's like, no, you can take it off, but you can never put it back on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I really like that. Going back on the, I love the lore of things. You know, it's just such a cool like. Oh no, this is a big deal to him. Do you, you know? think at and some I, point, I like, that. like, in order to protect Baby Yoda, he will kind of give that up? I hope he doesn't ever take his helmet off. Okay. I know I'm one of the, I know I'm one of the few, but, like, We've it's We've talked it's about that before. I just didn't know if, like, your thoughts had maybe changed yeah. at all. No, I, I don't I don't think I'll ever change on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure they probably will take his helmet off. And, like, you know, when it happens, it happens. But, like, I, it's important to him. Mm-hmm. And because it's important to him, it's important to me, mm. you know? And, like, I, if he never takes it off, then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, he, he kept the code. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, it kind of translates for in a way, like, how I feel about Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, if Obi-Wan, like, left Tatooine and did this thing. I was like, I kind of hope he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because to him, protecting Luke and staying on Tatooine is the most important thing in the world. And because it's important to him, it's important to mm-hmm. me. You know, it kind of adds this extra level of of, like... I don't know the right word for it, but this something that he has that like, okay, this is, this is real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's worth protecting. And like that Mandalorian culture that he's so serious about, I'm like, that's cool. You know, they protected him. They took him in like, that's his family and that's their thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm not going to disparage him. Like, oh, you never take your helmet off. Like, yeah, no, they don't. Like that's, that's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. You know? So I kind of, I hope he never takes his helmet off, but the fact that they showed the helmet come off in this episode that makes me think that yeah yeah very surprising um but the fact that they did that makes me think that eventually we'll see his face mm-hmm. um but i don't know i think if we see his face i hope it's like around other mandalorians you know what i mean like in a way where he's not like disgraced right um like i don't it, losing the culture that he seems to love so much is not worth showing your face right you know what i mean so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. It's fine. But they have this and then they're having this moment and then this sniper dude shows up and you're like, "Oh, okay. 
and then it goes to Mando, and nothing. And then it goes to the baby, and he's got a clear shot, and I was like, oh, snap. Totally thought he got killed. I did. I'm sure nobody else did, but I did. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That is, because I was like, okay, if they killed him here, one, they wouldn't have to worry about explaining any of it. You know, which I still don't want to know it's the name of the species or the home planet. You know, I'm I'm really worried that this will open a door for like, oh, here's a whole planet of Yoda's yeah. that we just never knew about. I don't want you that. know, like you know, like they did with E. T. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really, really hope that's not where we're going with this, because that's like sacred ground. Right. You know, the Yoda stuff. Granted, I only trust Dave Filoni. I feel like He's Dave the only would only do that planet. if he got George's blessing. Which yeah, could which happen, I feel like, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. If Dave came out and was like, George told me this is what it is, then I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, because then it's George doing it, not anybody else. Right. Um, but Dave is the only person I trust with a Yoda baby. Same. I don't trust anyone except for George Lucas himself with Yoda or the species or any of the other stuff. But you can have one and not explain it. And okay, I only trust Dave with that specific scenario. But even Yoda and his backstory and everything like that, I don't even trust Dave with it unless he unless he got the okay from George. Mm-hmm. In which case, I'm trusting George. You know what I mean? It was like that's the one thing in all of Star Wars that he was like, "Don't do this." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, cool, down with that." So I thought they killed the baby because I was like, "Man, what a way to one make you care about everything, two, it eliminates the problem of having to explain them and maybe finding more of them and stuff like that, and three, the Mandalorian can go on like a killing spree of other bounty hunters now. I'm like, oh, sweet. Mm. It's like John Wick, you know? So I thought he died. He didn't because Cara Dune is a badass and showed up first and shot him in the back. I was like, yeah, girl. Yep, same. Same, same. I, my biggest wish like, for <laughs> this show, which we all have already known, but I'm going to say it again. The sexual tension. No. <laughs> oh. Um, Cad Bane, mm. come on, man. Like, please hunt this baby. Please hunt this baby. Ooh. Do you want Cad Bane to die? If it was a good death, I would be, be- okay like with it. Like, better than the Boba Fett shootout? Oh, don't talk about that. I'll <laughs> literally do not talk about that to me. Uh, I'm going to skip okay. right over that. Um, <laughs> if I get to see him again and he has an amazing time on screen and he has mm. a good death, sure. I just want to see him again. That's In fair. the flesh. How cool would that be to see a live action Cad Bane? Oh my God. That'd be amazing. I want that so bad. It just would be so perfect. Like he fits in so well with this vibe. He does. <gasps> and I mean, they brought a they brought a Yoda I know. Baby, That's why I'm like know? nothing it's is like, off the table at this point. Literally nothing. It's true. It's true. It's a hundred percent true. And it would make sense, just saying. It would. It would. So overall, this was your favorite episode? Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. Yep. And if you want to judge me for that, judge me. I don't care. No, you do you, girl. You know me. I like the I... personal relationships made. I liked seeing yep. the conflict between Cardoon and the Mandalorian at first. Baby Yoda sipping on his bone broth. Give me that all day yep. long. I was yeah. scared for Baby Yoda. <laughs> I felt all the emotions, the highs and lows. Um, yep. I loved it. I loved it. And I think like it's just going to continue to get better. Every time there's a new episode, I'm like, oh, this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. But yeah. um, going back and thinking about this episode versus the third one, I think this one has like mm-hmm. more going on in it 
that I like. Whereas the third one, I'm like, wow, I love the ending, you know. But in this one, okay. I love like the entire episode. I think the third episode's great, but the ending right. is is what made me like lose my marbles. And right. this episode, there were a lot of things that made me excited and happy, and you know, feel all the things. All right, all right. I thought it was great. I, I dug it. I loved the characters. Uh, for me, it was kind of the story that I wasn't super crazy on. And like a few things here and there, I'm like, okay. Like I didn't dislike any of it at all. But for me, I mean, the third episode's my favorite because I was like, I thought he lost the baby. And then when he decided to go back, I thought it was really powerful. And then fighting all the bounty hunters and then the Mando showing up, like I loved everything. The third one's my favorite so far. But this one, I mean, it was Seven Samurai, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, I feel like the Clone Wars did it better in that episode. Ouch. You know, with the, with the, because I love, that's one of my favorite episodes of the whole Clone Wars was that episode with the bounty hunters and then they got to fight against Hondo and the pirates and like, they literally teach them to fight with sticks Mm -hmm. the same way they did here. Um, but yeah. And like the ATST, I never found them to be threats really because Ewoks took them out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I was like, oh, an ATST, like, it looked terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I love the way this episode was shot. I think Bryce Dallas Howard did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a hard time believing that ATSTs were a real threat when I've seen teddy bears take them down. Hmm. You know? So I was like, okay. I've never you know? felt that way. Yeah. I ne- Like, I never thought they were scary. ATATs, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, we can't even get to them, and they just wreck us down. I feel but like chicken chicken walkers. I feel like ATSTs eh. are more menacing than ATATs because they're more really? like mobile and more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like they're faster. They can turn on a dime. Like they can trip on logs, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I think they're scary. Yeah, I think this one looked really scary. Mm-hmm. But something about it, I was like, okay, all right. But I like I liked the Clone Wars episode of this better, personally. I'm not gonna pit two queens against each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I you know what I mean? really thought Omera was gonna die in this episode, and I was yeah. prepared to be ticked off about that. And I'm thrilled to death <laughs> that she did not die. I was gonna be like, how dare you introduce this woman and kill her off? Mm-hmm. I just thought that was gonna be like the twist, you know. Right. Thank goodness she didn't. Cause she did she not. Cool. She, she was. Oh, man, she was feeling it for the Mandalorian. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. She... I just love that. Like, oh, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, this is a I good mean, one. the first half of the season is freaking awesome. And Agreed. we have four episodes left, which is really sad. But also, yep. think about everything that happened in this first half. And think about everything that can happen in the last half because they've already set up the the characters and where we are and what's going on. There's, I feel like there's even more that they can cram into the second half of the show. Definitely. I mean, now the Mandalorian knows that they all have fobs on the kids, so they're never going to stop looking for yep. him. So he's officially on the run. Literally on the run. He can't, he can't drop him off somewhere because they'll find him. Nope. So, yeah, oh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Like I said, it, it reminds me of John Wick, and I really like that because I love John Wick. I love this show because I, like I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I agree. Which is awesome. Like, I don't even I have wonder... a theory for what I think could happen. I have theories for no. all the other things in Star Wars. But I don't even have a theory for this. I wonder if they're going to abandon the idea of him being a bounty hunter and this being more of a survival story. 
Oh because yeah, I could totally. When he see dropped that. him off, he was like, "I want another job. I want another job." Like, is he even going to take jobs now, or is he just going to be on the? I run don't think now? he can. I, agree. I think it's too risky. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so good. What if he starts? What if he starts hunting the other bounty hunters? Like, try and kill that'd them be before sick. they find him. I mean, that'd be like ninja stuff. I'd love that. Right. Right. I hope we see Baby Yoda doing the Force again, and I hope he like regenerates—not regenerates, but like recoups <laughs> from it faster and becomes stronger. And like, <sighs> guys, Baby <Yeah>. Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, man, he's so we'll cute. I was looking at pictures of him yesterday, and I was like, I just love him. He is the cutest little, little man. Nosy nose, little hands. Oh man. Yep. But I miss his little his little carrier. Yeah, Bummer. his little, his little thing. Yeah, his little cradle. What if the Mandalorian gets like a leash for him? <laughs> like you know, those like kid leashes that they have. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those like baby carriers that like straps on you. <sighs> That's what we all want. I've seen the fan art of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've seen Yoda in a backpack before. Yeah, so it would not be like a little papoose. That's what we need—a little papoose. What is that? That's like the thing that you know Sacagawea carries like her baby in. Oh, nice. That'd be super cute. That's called? a good name for a Star Wars I think that's what too. it's called. Let me look it up. Maybe I'm wrong. Papoose. Either way, it's a great name for a Star Wars character. Hello, my name is Papoose. No, I'm right. It's uh, it's like the Native Americans like tied their babies. It's like they're like swaddled and they're like tied to this board and it's basically like a backpack. Oh. Papoose. Papoose. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm. Good, Good episodes. I think that's what it is. Hang on. Now I'm reading more about it. All right. I mean, maybe I think that's what they call the baby itself, but I always thought it was the carrier. The baby is a papoose? It says a papoose is an American English loan word whose present meaning is a Native American child. Oh. It says a child carrier, especially... Oh, okay. It says a child carrier, especially ones resembling those of Native Native Americans, is sometimes referred to as a papoose. So I guess it's both. Okay. But That's confusing. Anyways, it's super cute. And if Baby Yoda was in one of those, it'd be adorable. I agree. Yeah. So Let's make it happen. We uh, still don't know if we're going to recap like every episode after this. Obviously, this one is like three episodes in one. We might have to do that again. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. We shall see. We'll get to like, it. Like uh, flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> yes, right. I'm getting her off of show notes, guys. No, I I'm, had show I'm, notes I'm today. I'm having her spread spread her wings and fly. No, I had show notes today. We're almost there. Nope. She's gripping it with Brian, I would die before I give up show notes, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for being patient while we... Uh, yeah, guys. You know, finally did Thanks. an episode about this. Our Discord feed has been so fun, though. My favorite thing is, like, waiting all day to watch the episode and then jumping on Discord immediately and seeing everybody's reactions because most of the people in the group have been watching the episodes, like, a little bit earlier than I have, which is fun because when I get in there, it's, like, already conversations are happening. Yeah. Um, so that's been great. If you want to join the Discord server, you can just send me, like, a DM or you can email um dorky diva show at gmail.com and we will send you an invite link and we've started like a whole bunch of threads on there as well like it's not just about the mandalorian we've started threads for the star wars novels comics the sequel trilogy fashion any other random things that you want to talk about so uh 
that's been really fun. I like it a lot. We're still using the Facebook group as well. Um, I've been having to lock down on a couple spoilery things in the Facebook group because people are posting things over there. Uh, and I yep. think spoilers are only okay in the Discord feed at this time. So just keep yep. that in mind. If you do want to join Discord, we are talking about spoilers over there. Um, but it's been fun. Yeah, it has. Time. Um, Brian, where can people find you online? People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, there's D&D podcasts and stuff like that at patreon.com slash Jedi Brian. $1 gets you literally everything. Um, that's it, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Is that everything I've done? I guess so. Something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, you can find me at the Dorky Diva everywhere. My blog is thedorkydiva.com. Um, we want to say a special thank you to all of our patrons. We have got to do a Vader comic episode for you guys soon. I'm so sorry that we've been like the worst. Um, we've got to do <laughs> we? that soon. <laughs> Brian, you could be hitting me up saying, hey, when when are we doing a Vader comic episode? Okay, do you want me to do that? Because I sure. will. All right, it's on. You guys heard it. It's on the air. <laughs> um, those patrons that we want to thank are Anthony, yep. Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Dan, Daryl, Devin, Jared, Jen Marie, JC, Jim, Justin, Katie, Samir, Sheree, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you guys so, 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 thank so, so much. You. So much. Uh, yes. We love you guys. We do. That's a fact. And we'll be back soon because we got to talk more about The Mandalorian and... The Rise of Skywalker is two weeks away, so we'll be talking about that very soon, which is overwhelming and scary yeah. and terrifying. It's coming. I'm just so interested to see what we're both going to think about this movie and how much we're going to fight about it. Yeah, I mean, same. I'm a little nervous. I don't want to get it's... nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I have the capacity to be really mean, and I'm cocked I was like laying in bed two nights ago thinking about the movie, and I was thinking about certain things that if those things, hap- if those things happen in the movie, I will be like 100% angry. <laughs> and I was like, okay. please, God, don't let oh. those things happen. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, we'll oh see that. <laughs> yeah, if I, I am mean, angry, we'll just I'll just take a week to like blow some steam off and then we'll podcast. That's usually better for me. Or we just won't at all. Like episode 8. We talked about been, episode 8 after the movie came been, out. Don't don't I even mean, go there. Don't even go there. Little, That's our most listened to episode. A little bit. That is our most I mean, downloaded episode. Did we do that? Yes. We no, did because you have a horrible memory. <laughs> See, don't call me out like that. Do not. Wait, hold on. Literally, hold on. Do wait not. a second. Wait, did we? As far as the recap, go back go, and look. Go back and look. We did oh, an we did right. an immediate reaction like the next day. Oh, oh, oh! That doesn't count. That was like fresh off the heels. You were just angry. No, I wasn't. Mm. You need to go back and listen to it. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. I think I'm just used to you being angry with me all the time. I think you just need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> don't you guys just love us we're just we're like the brother and sister that just like fight constantly (laughs) it's true man if you guys knew the verbal abuse oh my god stop it stop it don't even play the victim card like that i'm gonna i'm gonna start like spreading i'm gonna start spreading seeds just to see i'll literally beat you up (laughs) i could totally take you brian you're not that i hope I I mean okay I I'm excited I'm excited for the day that comes when somebody has like 
Brian, are, are you okay? Are you actually okay? Like, is she? I'm like, I can't talk about it here. I'll be, I'll be that person <laughs> up too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we, have fun here. we do have fun. Thanks guys for listening I, to this episode. Yeah, thanks guys. And guys. What a way to stick the landing. Threats. <laughs> I mean, what else is new? I don't know why you're still surprised by That's this. True. That's true. That's true. Keep giving you the benefit of the mm. doubt. Well, shame on me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. I have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Godspeed, Rebels. Rebels.